Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. It was four Sundays now ago, all the Hilton Village Church, Hilton Presbyterian, St. Andrew's Episcopal, First United Methodist, and Hilton Baptist, all came together for a centennial worship service. All our churches are 100 years old. Adding to the fun was Hilton Christian Church, who came too. It was truly a blessing, a rousing success. We were all together in one place. We sat together, we sang hymns familiar to all, we heard preaching good for all, we shared in one bread and one cup of our Lord's Supper, and we were all sent out then in Jesus' name to love and serve our neighbor. Everyone enjoyed it, in large part, I think, because it was such a tangible expression of our unity in Christ. We saw how we are Hilton Christians together. That's not to say, though, we weren't stretched. It came as no surprise. I mean, no one was familiar with everything that went on. Four and five churches getting together for worship. Are you serious? Yes, there was some fidgeting. We don't do everything the same way. Methodists, Episcopalians, and Presbyterians were stretched by having to worship in an unfamiliar sanctuary. Baptists were stretched by all the prayers and liturgies written out in long paragraphs. <laughs> some of us like to be more reflective and still. Some of us like to raise our hands and praise. There was a variety of styles, a variety of hymns and testimonials. Some of us were stretched by having communion served in a new and curious way. So indeed, the occasion was a lovely and tangible experience of our unity in Christ. But it also brought out many of the ways we are different. And that felt a little clunky. So it is at a big, big table. I think for many of us there is a holy rest in time of the church of saying. Donna and I were talking about this. She was telling me about a friend of hers from childhood. Uh, her friend was a Roman Catholic, and she once told Donna how comforting it was to her that being Catholic, it didn't matter what Catholic church she ever visited, she could always be sure to find and worship the same Mass that all Catholics observe. Be that church here, or Italy, or Peru, or Madagascar, the design, the words, the prayers, the refrains, all of it, building to the Lord's Supper, is always the same. There's a holy rest in finding things the same. I remember in my days of serving as a missionary in Nicaragua, after months and months of serving on the Pacific side of the country and experiencing life in a variety of church communities, Catholic, Pentecostal, Apostolic, and Assemblies of God, all quite different from what I was used to, I had the chance of a two-week visit to the Atlantic side the city of Bluefields, which was something altogether different. There on the Mosquito Coast, people are more Caribbean and African. That's their ancestry. They mostly speak English. And the church is Moravian. The Moravian church is historical, reformed, and a Protestant tradition. Not so different from Presbyterians. I remember when I entered this church for worship. There was an organ playing Isaac Watts and other hymns from Europe. 
There was a choir, and the choir wore robes. I was given a bulletin in English with a call to worship, and a prayer of confession, and a glory of poetry. It was like slipping on a pair of my most favorite shoes. And after all those months on the, on the Pacific coast, I remember the peace and joy I felt landing in such a familiar worship experience here on the, on the East Coast. There's a holy rest that finally things to say. When church is familiar, when you know where everything is, when you can anticipate everything that's about to happen, there's a comfort and peace that holds you up. It carries you to worship and moves you to service. And the church we know is the church we need. But heaven's the best seat. It's true as well. We need a good stretch now and then. And probably more often than we know. Those of you who work out, isn't stretching important? <laughs> stretching helps you. It helps you grow. We need a good stretch to the presence of God that lives and breathes beyond our own experience. Why? Because all are welcome. And many are those who come. In our gospel lesson this morning, we see how stretched the disciples are when Jesus says it's time to move on. You see, he'd been with them for a while in Capernaum. Uh, Capernaum's the village where Simon's mother-in-law lived. She's the one who had such a fever, Jesus made it go away. Jesus, Lord, Jesus, Savior, Jesus, Son of God, he got all their attention. The whole village as he went about healing and teaching. He cured the lame, he gave sight to the blind, how they came to love him, and how quickly they grew accustomed to all this wonder, mercy, and grace he brought to their lives. Why, they would keep it all right there in their village forever. They would keep Jesus in their pocket if they could. If it were today, they might set him up as a vending machine and charge money. But no. Jesus had a heart so big, a vision so vast from God, there would be no staying in one place, not for him. He said, I must move on now, guys, to other cities, and proclaim the good news, for that's what I've been sent to do. The disciples were stretched to see that Christ had come to the whole world and not just for them. They were stretched to see their community in Christ was much bigger than what they hoped for. They found their true life in Him would include not just themselves, but their openness and care and love for others, even those who were different. A big, big table. The late D.T. Niles, former Executive Secretary of Evangelism for the World Council of Churches, said this, The gospel is never safe in any culture unless there is a witness from beyond that culture. As provocative as that sounds, I think it's true. There is peace in doing things the same old way, and the Lord knows we settle ourselves just there again and again. But if we're to make a difference, if we're to be faithful, if we're to live in love as His church today, then that means we're not going to be church apart from our welcoming, including learning from and growing from the witness of others beyond our own experience. On World Communion Sunday, we remember our connection with Christians all over the world. With humility, we understand the full measure of the church doesn't begin or end with us. We are but a few of God's children around a big 
big table. Now this summer, I had, and my family had an extraordinary experience of visiting another part of the world. 30 days across Europe was a wonderful stretch. We learned so much. And the good Lord was everywhere we turned. Now one day in the future, for, for us, I, wanna, I do want to present a slideshow that speaks to all the days of our journey. Uh, those who might be interested, we'll set some time for that. But, but, but for now, I just want to share a few pictures of folks in whom I found the presence of Christ. In London, we stayed with Deb. Deb is Donna's childhood friend from Virginia Beach. She's married to a guy named Paul, a broke named Paul. And they have three beautiful daughters. Here they are one morning riding their scooters in the courtyard just before school. They kept pretty busy with work and kids, but they treated us like family. And they made time for us too. This is Paul and Linda. Long-time friends of Donna's family. They went above and beyond all we ever expected. Little did we know, what well, we came to know, that, that Linda was fighting cancer. Well, they set us up in a lovely hotel on Brighton Beach. And when they didn't give us adjoining rooms like Paul asked for, boy, did he throw a fit. He gave them a year full. But we were so blessed. And, and, and then they were our tour guides to the, the White Cliffs and uh, and then to Arendelle Castle, and they had a beautiful garden. This is Mike, Yarena, and their daughters, Melina, and I can't remember her name. Melina, and the other little girl. Um, <laughs> Mike is my old roommate in college. We hadn't seen him in 30 years. It was wonderful to reconnect. We were um, close to the time of Donna's birthday, and we were visiting them, and don't you know, the girls surprised us with the birthday cake. They were lovely, thoughtful, gracious folks. Here are a few random shops of people I didn't know, but they were a blessing to see. This was in Schwangau, Germany, a small little town next to the huge mountain and the castles. In the evening, these were local neighbors who would gather at this fountain. They would put their feet in the water and shoot the trees. This was on the train heading up from the summit of the Duspitze, the tallest Alp in Germany. This little girl and her grandmother sure looked right at home. And this was in Paris, this grizzly fellow. Kind of looks like my brother. <laughs> this fellow is homeless and he seems somehow familiar to me. I want to wish him well. World Communion got me thinking about this recent trip abroad to Europe. It was a blessing to see how God's table does stretch across the sea. But then that got me thinking about other lands I've seen in my life and the blessings of God there. Still, these experiences stretch me today in good ways. I remember my days in ministry. the summer of 1999, I was an activities leader and a teacher for these guys. They were a good bunch. They were a handful. But we <laughs> played basketball, we went fishing and camping, and by summer dinner, we were friends. 
I already mentioned the year I spent in Nicaragua. People here in these in the States, here in these states more often see mission work abroad as, as a light and blessing we extend to those in need. As if they were so poor in spirit before we got there. But I need to tell you, it's more the other way around. I am forever changed by the faith I found in the people of Nicaragua and Guatemala. In, in, in Mexico. I, I spent most of that year uh, in the capital city of Managua, but for a month I was stationed in a dusty mountain town called Tarragona. I lived with this fellow, our Oscar, and his young family. I slept on a sheet of plywood. It was a stretch, but I was blessed. Oscar was a Pentecostal pastor. The floor of their sanctuary was dirt. The pews were boards set up on cinder blocks. They had a loud, amped-up guitar, and honestly, they didn't sing so well, but they welcomed me as a brother. This is Oscar on horseback. We were going to the hills to a place even more remote than Tarabona. We had but one horse, so we took turns walking and riding. On the top of the mountain, we met these folks. Oscar convinced me to give a witness to the good news. How could I do that? I could barely speak Spanish, but, but I tried and I said, Woe to us who are rich, and blessed are the poor. Our hope is in the name of the Lord. <clears throat> that day brought them to my memory, and still they shine and shine in me. What about us? What about our church? Who are those beyond our familiar paths who, who give us light? Who are those who teach us anew? What measures of discipleship help us see how long and how wide this table really is? What's God saying to us today? Lots of things. Our church is blessed for our sister church, Brickin, in the Democratic Republic of the Congo. Sisters and brothers in faith, Reverend Zeta Zeba was here preaching, and that's uh, Botacek, our regional representative in the Presbyterian to the Congo. They teach us and inform us here. That's Berta leading her church in, in Brickin, here's the Brickin church in the Congo. They came and visit in one town we had a fun time preparing a meal in our house. They spent all day cooking a meal, and they discovered the food processor, Donna, and they went, wow! <laughs> all that ginger just went like nothing. <laughs> and, and then we broke bread at the table with Melissa, too. All of us, brothers and sisters in faith, here are our sisters and brothers. They teach us. So there are many things that stretch us, and we, there are stretching exercises here in our life in witness. Moving beyond our familiar comforts, there was the, the prayer chain downtown. We could do that more. Praying for the end of violence. The Halloween hospitality. We can come and, and, and show the neighborhood that we care. And you might even see chocolate with a red nose. <laughs> the other chocolate. We had a thousand kids come through here. Or the 4th of July. We give a witness. 
or the youth ministry and summer conferences. We can help and, and promote that and send our kids to those, those conferences and they learn and grow in Christ. There's the One City Marathon. The street is closed that morning, but we can come and we can cheer on the neighborhood and show the neighborhood that we, we share the Christ love. There is Port. No, the Crop Walk. That's coming up soon. There's information in the, the context about that. Pull out a little caps, register online, and make a day after the worship, uh, whatever the date is, for the crop walk. And then there's Port. Boy, that's a big one. That's going to be a major focus for our outreach and, and mission outreach this year as we are participating three weeks, one of them, which will be here the week before Christmas. So that is a wonderful way to stretch and grow. And then we spoke of the Peace and Global Witness offering. We'll be speaking that next week. Now, I just want to mention one other thing. There's a new idea. Uh, I don't know when we've been on a mission trip before. It's been a long time, I think. But an opportunity has come to our, to our, our notice of mission partners in, in Naganabe, Haiti. That's a little island there. And uh, our friends, uh, Janelle Charles, and churches in the States and Georgia and around, they have a partnership with, with, uh, with partners, mission partners there. And we can investigate this, and who knows, maybe we can send a group to, to do mission with the people of Ghanai. Today we join with Christians across the world giving thanks for every song, every word, every gift, and every mercy that flows from the grace of God. Sometimes they're new. We have ways to go. But truly, we are blessed in every move beyond our own comfort. We grow and stretch into the people, into the church Christ will have us be. Let's give thanks for this big, big table. All are welcome.